welcome to We'll Take This One, a show about advice columns and columnists by three unqualified friends from the internet. I'm Gabriella, um, unprepared woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex, Fraser too. Mm. And I'm Amelia, a crisp gnocchi. Oh, delicious. I love that. I just made that oh. for dinner, so. <laughs> oh, so nice. Yeah, so Did good. Did you use the Barilla ones? Uh, they're, I think I used the DiCecco ones. Ooh, yum. Yeah. You just take those fuckers out of the package and you throw them in a frying pan and they get so crispy. You don't have to boil them. It's amazing. Really it's cool. so crazy to me this. that they're shelf stable. Like, it's so they don't cool. seem like they should be self shelf stable. No, they they do not. And yet. We should all look to the packaged crispy gnocchi for stability <laughs> in these trying times. <laughs> so so okay. Frasier 2? What is that? I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Just something to, okay. something to think about. I've been watching a lot of what, Frasier. What, what if there was a Frasier too? <laughs> uh, it would be better than Money Plane. That's the last thing plane. that I saw Kelsey Grammer do. Money Plane. <laughs> money Plane. Money Plane. No, I've been watching a lot of Frasier, and I have to say, that dude does not like women. He does not no. drink his respect women juice. It is wild to watch. I guess he hires them, mm. but and does not mix business with pleasure. Well, but he just right? call he just constantly calls Roz slutty and like implies that she's oh. beneath him. So yeah, I like Roz. I like that Roz. Oh, Roz is Roz is great. Well, Roz all, is a delight. All these problems would be fixed in a Fraser too. It would be a uh, it would be a fresh update. <laughs> would he have a podcast? <laughs> Oh, Instead God. of a radio show, but it I has to be live. Still, yeah, I think he'd still have a radio show. Maybe you know he'd be <laughs> Twitch. Yes. You know, there's somebody doing live therapy on Twitch right now. There oh, has course, to be absolutely, but they're doing it behind an anime avatar. Which honestly, <laughs> is better to look at. You know, a, a VTuber is more uh, more compelling than circa 2021 kelsey grammer oh absolutely i'm I'm not i'm not over recasting the the titular role Mm. isn't there well fraser had had a son Mm -hmm. right frederick yes son of son of fraser little fred Fred fraser Uh, i've never seen this show you've never seen (laughs) fraser i don't i don't think that it would that's not that surprising yeah Yeah. i i grew up watching cheers i've never watched fraser before like a few weeks ago um I like Cheers better. I've also never seen Friends. I'm happy with that. No, Friends that's fine. is garbage. It's, it's not a good show. Yeah. It's, I think it's a Seinfeld ripoff, and I don't even like Seinfeld that much. Yeah. I watched every episode of Seinfeld several times because it was on after The Simpsons, and then I realized mm-hmm. I actually hated Seinfeld, uh, and then I stopped watching it. But I still have all of this Seinfeld like plots and jokes in my brain, and they won't leave. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. I have this by, like osmosis <laughs> <laughs> like i know about the like whale i know about the soup nazi <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i have i have some important details about f- one frederick crane okay is he dead okay. he's not dead great so here's some things from fraser fandom the fraser wiki mm-hmm. uh <laughs> frederick gaylord crane was born in mm-hmm. 1989 yes, yes. <laughs> Chronologically, his last appearance is in a future sequence in an episode of Cheers, played by Rob Newkirch, where he is reading Fraser's will. 
Oh my god. So they did this kind of Simpsons jump forward thing. Mm-hmm. That was probably before the Simpsons did it. Frederick grows apart from his father as he becomes older, becoming, quote, goth in his attempt to win over his crush, oh Molly, my god. who was goth. So <laughs> I think Fred Crane is our star of yes. Frasier 2. Yes. Goth psychiatrist. Yes. Love the it. Other, the, the other final detail that I would like to add is that the first appearance of the character Frederick Crane, season three, episode nine of Frasier, titled Frasier Grinch. <laughs> which is another thing that we should consider <laughs> what if there was a Fraser Grinch oh no we already have a Grinch we don't need a Fraser Grinch I'm gonna be telling me there's like Fraser Sneetches and, and Fraser Who's like I don't need this I've been trying to put uh, you know like I said I'm just trying to put these things into the into the ether this morning I was thinking about a Brian Tyree Henry Joker <laughs> That was something that I was considering. And I think a Fraser Grinch is another thing <laughs> of that caliber. I hope you can, you know, Photoshop something to put it in the show notes. I need this. Is this what the secret is? <laughs> yes. Yes. You speak it into the universe uh, using only positive verbs, no negative. Like if you, if you think to yourself, boy, I hope there's not a Fraser Grinch. The universe will only hear, boy, I hope there's a Fraser Grinch because the universe. Did you put it into, well, it's already in Google because it's the name of the show, right? Yeah. 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 It's the name of the episode. <laughs> but it seems there's fan art. <laughs> Fraser Grinch. Fraser Grinch. Fraser Grinch for French. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I put a brian tyree henry joker into the world previously put a michael stuhlbarg joker into the world that seems maybe more likely i don't know who either of those people are he plays paper boy in atlanta okay yeah yeah yeah. he's also the dad in spider-verse okay Uh, michael stuhlbarg is a serious man okay many other things sure Uh, the father in um call me by your name okay good dad actor famous dad actor Wow, Paperboy is older than me. Good for him. Yeah. Well, he's, he's like he's he's a he's cousins. He's cousins with with the main character in Atlanta. Yes. That's good. That show's coming back. You got your Lakeith Stanfield. That's great. Lakeith Stanfield could be the Joker. Anybody could be the Joker. <gasps> I would love a Lakeith Stanfield Joker. That sounds amazing. There. That's what you're putting out in the world. I'm this putting is the secret. This is what we're doing. We're just naming different actors <laughs> we'd like to be the damn Joker. <laughs> oh, I wish the Joker could be fun, but there's no fun in superhero fun movies. Anymore. Yeah. It's 2020. It's 2021. All right. Uh, let's talk about the show. WTTO is not an advice show. It is a show about advice. If you email us asking for advice, we will forward it to one of a thousand podcasts that do that. Also, don't email us advice. We are already perfect. We're a box of fancy chocolates with only the booze ones and no passion fruit jam or whatever. Hmm. I don't know. I got sugar plums for Christmas. They were delicious. Did the sugar plum fairy bring them? (laughs) Yep. Most obvious joke award goes to Alex. (laughs) We're all very proud. Let's talk about our first question. All right. So this is an um, Dear Amy question. And Dear Amy is a syndicated column. I think it's syndicated nationally, but it's ba- is based. I don't know. Is it based? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's pretty based. Yeah. It's from the Chicago Tribune. 
um, I guess, Amy Dickinson. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's a middle-aged brunette. <laughs> Such is life. <laughs> that is correct, yes. Dear Amy, I need to know if I'm overreacting or if my daughter is putting her life at risk. <laughs> You're overreacting? Full question. That's all we need. Sorry, go on. I'm 68 years old and live in a mother-in-law studio on my daughter Kathy's property. I see her and my grandkids every day and I love it. (laughs) During this pandemic, the kids are schooling at home. My daughter has been looking for new hobbies to keep them busy and engaged. I recently learned that Kathy and all four of my grandkids have (laughs) been exchanging letters with people. (laughs) This means that some random strangers have my grandkids' names and our physical address. Uh, wait till she hears about the internet. <laughs> oh no, don't tell her. I asked Kathy what the bloody hell she was doing. And she, she said she communicated with these people prior to exchanging addresses. And that she checked out and confirmed their identities. She knows them through Facebook. Parentheses, I don't do anything online. Yeah, that, no was, that was a given. <laughs> she says a lot of people are doing this. And that she and the kids have made some nice friends through this pen pal thing. I am shocked that she would be so stupid. She has no idea who these people are. They could they could show up at her house and kill her and kill her, kidnap the kids. Oh my god! My son-in-law's no help. He's told me it's a fun thing for them to do. I am begging you to tell them to stop. Afraid, Grandma. Yeah. I feel like Amelia. This this is definitely. Um, a, a very good like lifetime movie plot right yes. there. Yes, because it's so ludicrous. Like it's one of those like uh, lifetime movies. Posit. What if everything could kill you? What if every interaction you ever had with another person was like potentially deadly? And this is so that it's so like you know people know you live in a house. Like people see your house from the street, and they could just come in and murder you. They don't need to know any further. Like any advance information they can just murder you it's fine like it's not fine that, that's a bad way to end that sentence it's not fine there's so much that's great about this which is that she acts like pen pals were invented on the internet yes, even though they're physically right. writing letters yes. that's great it's so like, old school right like letter. people have had pen pals like everyone who who has ever had a pen pal was not murdered by their pen pal it's true that's i mean the, that, that, that would that, that's a that's a real statistic <laughs> that's, that's a wtto exclusive um i also i think that it is so just drippingly obvious that the letter writer cares only about whether they themselves would be murdered <laughs> which they don't mention at all no. every other possibility except they themselves being murdered well, they live in the in-law house, so you know it's practically a shed, and the murderer would very right, clearly they, just ignore they'd it. Be, um, God damn Kato Kalen? Yeah, Kato Kalen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they'd be the Kato Kalen in this situation. They'd just be like, huh? Uh, <laughs> she would um, be a, a star. That seems like no, she wouldn't like that because then no, people would know who she was, and then if they know who she is, they can murder her. That's the I only possible also- outcome. So another thing I love is all four of my grandkids, <laughs> even you, F2, Tevin. Even the dullest of them has found a friend, and I hate it. <laughs> Why aren't they writing letters to me, Grandma, <laughs> even though I see them every day and I love it? I love this letter so much. 
It's it's so silly. The, the mom knows the people. Yeah. Well, how do you know them? She knows them through Facebook. Uh, 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 Honestly, that gives them a worse reputation than if she hadn't. That's fair. There must be a group. That's my my guess. This seems like a thing that would be true of the pandemic. Pandemic would be that there's some sort of like pen like pal a mom's group. group. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds delightful. Like a little private, like a private yeah. Facebook group. You have to be vetted to join it. It's not like you can even have a fucking fake name on Facebook. Yeah. They got, you got to have like your real phone number and face, and to the point where like you have to use your dead name or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's a horrible, toxic, terrible place. But the people on there are the people they say they are. Mm-hmm. People love saying shit about themselves on Facebook. They won't <laughs> shut up. They simply adore it. The letter writer has gives no quarter to the idea that she might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm shocked that she would be so stupid. They could show up at her house and kill her. Uh, I'm begging you to tell them to stop. And like, there's no like, am I wrong? Is this is is this a safe thing to do? There's none of that. She is not questioning this at all. This is another one where there's no question. There's only statement. And I admire it. She's incredibly wrong, but I admire how the strength of her conviction. Let's imagine this goes the way that the afraid grandma what the all time <laughs> my all time favorite signature line. It's short and sweet that we've covered on this on this uh this show here afraid grandma <laughs> what she says she Af- is i should have signed a- off as that <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very it, i mean it's not even it's not punchy at all Mm-mm. let's let's imagine that amy responds back with what like a notarized letter saying don't have pen pals it's bad only talk to your grandma um but like what what are they gonna do with that information the the son-in-law who's no help who's like it sounds it sounds fun i don't know they're doing something other than bothering me like is he gonna be oh oh my god i never saw it this way i never imagined that a syndicated columnist would tell me that i was wrong <laughs> she's so well respected i have to i have to do what she says this person i've never met <laughs> who must know to listen to this middle-aged brunette <laughs> <laughs> I know we are a podcast, right, about advice columns, but I also, like, mean this with my whole chest. When was the last time someone listened to an advice columnist, <laughs> like, took their advice? I feel like the Ask a Manager people try in their yeah. own way, but they often just find new ways to fuck up. <laughs> well, that's such a, like, specifically formal environment, too, where... You know, I think people are just trying to survive because they mm-hmm. recognize that there's like these rules governing it. Meanwhile, in like society, you're just, I don't know, exposed, <laughs> naked. I could do anything. Dealing with your mother in law. <laughs> I could do anything out here and it's horrible. Uh, I really love too that just the juxtaposition of I'm 68 years old and live in a quote, mother in law, unquote, studio on my daughter, quote, Kathy, unquote. <laughs> property and i love this i know that they're being used in two different ways but the fact that it's like (laughs) you want to sub in mother-in-law for something yeah she's she's more of a an honorary aunt but she's calling herself a mother-in-law you know you gotta anonymize it i I can't tell whether kathy is a name 
you know, when some when someone's a, a anxious grandma, a, an afraid grandma, afraid grandma, writing into a to an advice column. By the way, this person sounds way older than sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just in their in their conduct. But um, parents are that old, and they're not out of touch. like this. Like, yeah, they do things online. Like sixty eight is not that old. Also, grandma, don't say bloody hell. That's not <laughs> like. You want to watch too much BBC America. Maybe we don't, need that. She, we don't know. She could be English by by birth. Uh, she could be not stealing that valor. Now, is this is this the ultimate case of someone who has taken Gabriella's advice too many times and not talked to people, <laughs> <laughs> and they have become afraid? They've become mm, an, an isolationist. Yeah. <laughs> isolationist is a bad way to to be like all around these are i mean the, the the point is these are not random strangers no no there's there's information in the letter that tells us that these are not random strangers. no and like the idea that someone knows your physical address and therefore is a danger to you is so wild to me especially as a 68 year old person who presumably grew up with like phone books anyone could just right. know your name and look it up in the phone book and come to your house like that could be dangerous but it seems like that's a thing she's learned to live with well and certainly from like a from a you know forensic perspective having a long-term uh direct mail correspondence with a person would make it significantly harder to get away with doing a crime to the, yes. <laughs> the other person yeah like, there's just so many steps that are not being taken if they, they wanted to murder these people that they're not doing. Like, when I moved into where I live now, I joined the next door. And uh, one of the first things I saw, and it was someone saying that don't put your name on your mailbox because people will drive around and they will look at the name and they will look at the address and they will find your phone number and call you. And if you're not home, then they'll rob you and i was like no part of this relates to anything that happens in the real world what are you talking about they'll just rob you like i don't get that like i I don't don't, have a have a home phone yeah i don't have a landline like none of this is how crime works like this is like i i just got much the same feeling reading this letter that's like but that is simply not how people get murdered and like what benefit would they have like I don't I don't understand why she jumps straight to murder. Just oh See, you have a pen. Well, but it's murder. it's murder and then kidnapping. Which like <laughs> it's, true. it's not like our, these kids are like the Lindbergh baby. Like, <laughs> the children are well, made of no, gold. But they're precious they're precious to her. Yeah. She's a grandma. Sure, of, yeah, course. of course, of course. But they're the children the, are not made of gold. I, I assume. I was going to say that the only thing that uh, the the rule about mailboxes in my neighborhood is uh, don't get attached to them because the snowplow will destroy them. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, yeah. That's what going to say. It's to the like... front door of my house, nice. which is more convenient. Not convenient for the mailman, of course, but convenient for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine's a little bit off the road, uh, which is nice because it doesn't get taken out, out by snowplows, but it's also really annoying because people treat the area right in front of my house as like a little, little like pull off that they can like. Just sit there and like sit on their phones for a second, which it's not that. There's a parking lot across the street. Go there. Oh my god, it's so obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so weird. Now my 
my mailbox it's like uh you know a bank of mailboxes like mm-hmm. in the foyer of the apartment building Does so it get i guess the mailman snow? is a key to my house <gasps> oh my god i'm sorry yeah. it's been nice knowing you you're going to get murdered know. because someone knows you live somewhere i don't think there's a killer there's no killer mailman lifetime movie i feel like mm. they that's a third rail of, of lifetime content they're not allowed to portray um like service people like that mm, i don't know I'm yeah not... well killer cops would also be a little too close to real life they for have them, killer anyway. cops sometimes yeah there are definitely they they're do? definitely killer mm-hmm. cops they're bad cops so you know bad apples yeah okay okay, okay. yeah oh, right there was that last one that one was uh, a thing yeah uh there's there are also sometimes i don't write about the movies that i watch because they're really terrible but there was one pretty recently <laughs> that i watched that involved a dna test and uh, a bad cop who was investigating the murder but he was committing the murders so that's how they get you that's how they get you so speaking of elaborate plots <laughs> inside oh, jobs yes. uh, complications of, of such Amelia, you're going to uh, are you, are you, you going to advice pill us? What are you what oh are you going God. to do here? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't okay. So, I read uh, as as you both do. I read a lot of advice columns. I'm looking for things for the show. Also, I think they're fun. Um Right, that's why the show exists. Yeah. This this is what we do. <laughs> like we we I I I have a, a feed, you know, I read a lot. And once in a while, especially on Slate, you'll see the same question pop up, um, like, say, in Dear Prudence and Karen Feeding. And then it sticks in my head a little bit. And I think they should have, like, a Slack where they just post the questions they're going to answer. And then the next person to publish can push it off. But uh, this question... Imagine working in an office and having someone copying everything you wear. This person is my coworker who sits next to me. We are medical professionals seeing the same patients. She comes from a rural area and wanted to fit in, and that's fine. But she has started aping me, and it's not flattering. It's plain irritating that someone goes and buys everything you wear, even sweaters, shoes, and the same haircut from my hairdresser. How do you deal with a coworker who imitates you to this extent? I've stopped sharing details of my clothes and stuff, but now she knows where I shop and what I buy and has everything that I own, even basics like cardigans, so some days we are literally twinning, which feels sick. I love taking effort and putting a good look together, but here I have a copycat next door. I've tried to maintain a distance as it's draining me, and I find her toxic. But that's making her clingier, and now she's calling and texting desperately to keep this friendship. It sounds trivial, but I have to work and deal with this person daily, and I love my job. FYI, we are both 35-plus women, and this problem is more than a year old. I haven't discussed it with her as yet, but I'm pretty sure she knows she's copying me. Okay, so this question was in Ask a Manager, and Dear Prudence, and Ask Amy, and something that we haven't discussed yet because it's very new and kind of boring called At Work. Within, like, the space of a week. And I kept seeing it pop up, and I felt like I was going insane. And I, do, like, I don't understand how this happened. How did this happen? And it's it's word for word or close to yeah, it? Yeah, it's word for word. Like there are, It's word for word. Yeah, there are, like, small edits, but it's word for word. Uh, there's just something about... There's something uncanny about the que- a question that begins, 
Imagine working in an office and having someone copying everything you wear, mm -hmm. appearing five times in, in different it's places so on the internet, like, being it's answered talk by about copying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand that, like, if I was going to write a letter, I would send it a bunch of places, but, like, I don't understand why they all chose this letter to cover. How many letters do does, like, Ask Amy get? It has to be more than, like, three, right? It's more than three. So you're saying this is on them and not the letter writer more? Yeah. I, like, I don't blame the letter writer for sending her her letter everywhere. Like, that's fine. That's That's normal, I think. Now, do we think that there is some aspect of, like, the professional ethics of submitting to something we have not d discussed i think at all mm -hmm. um the professional ethics of writing to an advice column in the sense that you write it to multiple columns the first one to reply back saying hey we're going to run your letter which i, I assume is what happens i don't um, know that do you then know. recall your letter from the others you say hey just so you is know it like job another publication <laughs> it's like the job application process yes you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they tell you that you're that they're gonna. I feel like they probably would, because uh, I know, like, dear Abby, it's like include your full name and contact information. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they would, but I, for something like ask a manager, I don't know. And like, I know Slate, at least the sex advice column has like submitted anonymously, so mm -hmm. you wouldn't know. But uh, submit anonymously is also a, a, um, a signature line of a recent letter in the sex of the Sorry. Um, a question about the content of the letter. Mm -hmm. Are cardigans basics? Yes. Okay. It depends on your personal style, but yes. Especially okay. in an office where temperature is so... Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And when you're a doctor... Well, they're medical they're, professional. They're medical, they're medical professionals. professionals. Yeah. Okay, a doctor, a nurse, a whatever. There, there are, I guess, some limits of what you can wear in, in professional wear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the, so the copier is from a rural area, whatever. which leads us to believe that this is not a rural area. Mm -hmm. I suppose. How many shops are there? How many hairdressers are there? Um, talk to your hairdresser about <laughs> this woman, and what is what does the what does the woman say when she goes to get her haircut? Oh, she brings a per a picture of her coworker, a hundred percent. Yeah, love that. That's great. <laughs> she knows what she wants, and she's gonna get it. Mm -hmm. This problem is more than a year old. Is a very funny phrase. As well. <laughs> Have you guys watched Shit's Creek? Yeah, I don't I like it. I've watched of it. There's there's an episode where Moira goes with this other woman to get her hair cut, and it's revealed that the hairdresser only knows how to do one haircut <laughs> in the episode. That's fair. How many more could she possibly need to know? Like, there's there's Jocelyn's hair, and and what else would you need? She looks yeah. great. Hair's I love Jocelyn. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> there are many levels uh, for us to interact with this, right? Like we're we're dealing with the reality of a person who. Uh, I guess the most the most generous reading is that this person really felt like they needed help mm -hmm. and they needed to get as many perspectives as, as possible at once. It does strike me as very weird that it hits all at, at the same time. It's so it's so I do weird. think to there's these uh, these columnist credit that I, I imagine a lot of them cue their responses in advance. 
So they, they don't really have a way of knowing that other people are running it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I guess they could, like, act fast and pull it out of the queue, but that's obviously, like, work wasted. Yeah, Imagine not working on a queue system with <laughs> this kind of job. <laughs> Imagine. Like, I just think it's so interesting that it's not only, like, I feel like if you're going to get your, your if you're going to send your letter somewhere, it's going to be, like, Dear Abby, Ask Amy. I think those are, like, the most syndicated ones, right? But she didn't stop there. She went with uh, Dear Prudence. She's got to hit the online. And something I genuinely had never seen at work uh, this column before. It, like, popped up in my queue and was like, here's that letter that you already read. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but apparently whoever wrote this letter knows what this is. The coworker is called Toxic. I find her toxic. Mm-hmm. That's just a thing that women in their 30s say about other women they don't like. Because it need, they need to feel liberated by deciding not to talk to a coworker. Yeah, exactly. Is that the suggestion? Yeah. That sucks. You need to, you can't just not like a person. Not liking a person has to be like a moral thing. It has to be like self-care to not like a person. I'm like, I am here to tell you, you can just not like a person for whatever reason. It's fine. Don't worry about it. There are a lot of people who feel that every decision that they make, even decisions not to do something, require a notes app screenshot (laughs) and then to receive praise for deciding not to do something <laughs> you don't have to like, do that not breastfeeding your child mm. like you're gonna write a whole thing about how you're not doing it it's just like i don't know fine whatever this is the this is the thing about the uh the meme about you know millennials i guess it was really more about young people mm-hmm. needing praise for everything it is much more a situation that is much more true of older people especially ones who are active on social media mm-hmm. is it require constant validation that they are uh doing something with some that is unique in some way and is not just you know going through the motions of aging slowly or, or quickly who knows i'm uh i'm looking at this this uh the web page for Lindsay novak of the at work column and the about me mm-hmm. page is amazing uh, there's a cover over each photo to learn a bit about me and some of them are just like stock photos there's like a, a picture of a book and it says words can open or close doors it's your choice and there's a picture of a uh, <laughs> that's, like a, that's a blingy that, that would be a blingy <laughs> it's great. I think. Uh, my father was a gift best friend teacher confidant life coach and hero over like a stock photo of a dad and a daughter and then there's one that appears to be a mirror selfie of Lindsay Novak uh, in a store wearing a shirt and it says style creates your image and your image matters it's tremendous I, <laughs> I'm so happy that I saw this she's doing a great job taking a selfie she's doing a little yep. bit of a duck pout she's trying yep. on a shirt the shirt matches her iPhone case they're both red and black do you think the letter writer had hopes about which ones it would be placed in and mm. like that the at work was there was there safety, you know, their safety school, so to speak? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which ones did, didn't they reach? You know, I guess we can never know. I mean, but... I haven't seen it pop up in Dear Abby yet, but... The... Right. They, they, they wrote the ethicist. They asked if it was ethical <laughs> to be copied by a coworker. Mm-hmm. They wrote the moneyest. They asked... <laughs> Um, if they could find their coworker for copying, <laughs> could they could they uh, copyright their physical appearance? 
Is that something you could do? I know you can't copy because this is was a, a controversy with um, with Fortnite. Is that you can't copyright um, a dance move? Oh. You can copyright what? you can copyright a dance sequence or a, a choreographed dance oh. routine, but a single move or dance step cannot be huh. cannot be protected. That makes sense, protected. I guess. So, like, uh, was it Alfonso Ribeiro sued <laughs> because the Carlton, mm-hmm. um, the the Carlton was used in in Fortnite, and uh, that was thrown out because he did not have standing because they said the dance was not unique enough. Wow, which that's is kind of sad. That's so mean uh, to Alfonso <laughs> Ribeiro. But that is, yeah, that that's been the thing. Sometimes if somebody complains, they'll take the dance down or replace it with something somewhat similar. But there's no protection there, so I, I'm wondering how could you have a trademark look that was literally a trademark look? Could you pursue a legal? Uh, <laughs> I know you can get insurance for like on, parts of you, like yeah. your legs or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, J Lo have special ass insurance? That might have been the schoolyard rumor. <laughs> I believe that is that's true. That's assurance. <laughs> Ash- no, that's absolutely different. I did just look on the New York Times work friend column, and they have not covered mm. this letter. Okay, Roxanne well, it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, you know, this is like there's a scene where the scientists in like a movie like The Core or um, The Day After Tomorrow, where the scientist is like lit by the the blue light of their presentation and saying, you know, by at this pace, by next week, every advice column <laughs> will be my coworker is copying my host, my clothes and hair. Oh God, it's outbreak, it's contagion. What if this is the last WTTO? Oh no! All I can talk about is this woman and her cardigans, her special but basic cardigans. And then you know we find ourselves at the end of the recording, looking down, and what's this? We're wearing the cardigan. <laughs> Uh, I had to check to make sure that I wasn't currently wearing a cardigan. <laughs> I'm not pullover all the way today. It's this is a, a con- it's a concern. It's a real concern. It's something we need to raise awareness of. Uh, please, uh, listeners, write in to uh, <laughs> we'll take this one at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Forgot our email address. That's what it is. Um, yeah, we'll take this one at gmail dot com. If you encounter my coworker is copying my clothes and hair in another advice column, because it, this thing goes all the way to the top, baby. That's what I think. <laughs> I don't know what that Dear means, Abby. but it sounds it sounds serious. Oh man, what if the, what if uh, what if the president started an advice column? That would be. The <laughs> I top. bet it would go oh, a little boy. something like this. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Just kidding. Fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs>